When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet. There's two guys. A man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby. God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Goss, and this is Stupidity. Here we go, Jim. Did you watch 30 Rock when it was on? I never got into that show. Okay, Matt Damon plays a pilot in it, and uh, Tina Fey gets on his flight, and he and she says, "Well, how long till we leave?" And he says, "About a half an hour." And he goes, "Listen, a half an hour is something we say because it's just long enough that people know they have to wait, but not long enough that they're going to be upset." Right. And I feel like that's dealing with Stu Gotts when he's going to join the Zoom. It's always about five minutes, but it's never really five minutes. Ooh, I'm getting a call. Let's see what oh, this is about. Oh, boy. Hold on a second. Hey, what's up? Uh, uh, Amin is finishing with Harvestro right now. It's up either later today or tomorrow on John Moran. I'll talk to you in a few minutes. Okay. Oh, five? <laughs> okay. This Aaron Rodgers, huh? You just make up his mind already. What are we doing? Uh, he loves he loves the spotlight too much. Yeah, he loves. He, I, I think he really loves this thought of I'm this thinking man who has you know this mm-hmm. philosopher who's. I mean, God, nobody cares. Yeah. If if Green nobody cares, is, but everybody cares because everybody wants to know. Of course, you know. Ugh. If Green Bay is serious about no NFC team, are we getting close to Jets or nothing? Because it could wind up being nothing, and that would be really fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, it could. I mean, well, what are we thinking with uh, the Raiders? Yeah, everything I've, I've seen, and, and mind you, it, it's it's all about you know the lying season right now, but everything oh. I've seen is that the Raiders are pretty set on trying to draft somebody. Mikey, are you That's like obsessively why. checking since it's your team? Um, I wouldn't say obsessively checking. I, I, I did say to Mike earlier, I just want a domino to fall. I just yeah. want something. I, I'm sick of watching Carr and and Rogers, and like I want something that I can take off the board. The good thing is for you, Mikey, is you're going to get a better quarterback than you had last year. I mean, there's we're juggling right now on who it's going to be. But you're going to be better off at the quarterback position this year than you were last year. But what if you Spoken get like a true not jet fan? Yeah, what, yeah. what happens? <laughs> what if you play Aaron's waiting game and then Derek Carr signs elsewhere and then Aaron doesn't happen? Yep. That's the thing. You put all your eggs in that basket, man, and that doesn't happen, then you get egg on your face. How about that? Mm. Everybody seems to well think said. it'll be Jimmy G then. Ooh. Or Tannehill. It's still oh. a big upgrade. Tannehill's staying. Oh, he's staying in Tennessee. The, G- the GM said that that's they're keeping Tannehill. Yeah, I would not be fighting oh. very hard for Tannehill. <laughs> you're just holding up garbage <laughs> for someone to take it. For tissue, to take it. <laughs> you want some? Wait, you want someone to take a dirty? That's garbage out of too. Hand? I just let. There's no garbage can in this godforsaken place. I mean, I just left it on the table. Well, someone else will pick it up. Thank you, Mike. Like, you support today. me in that, right? Yeah, There's no garbage right. can. What am I supposed to do? There's no garbage yeah. can. You just leave it out where someone will get it. Yeah, mm. I don't blame you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A used tissue. What? 
Why do you hate the combine so much? Me? You, you hate the combine. I hate oh, the like, combine. You know you do. I, I, oh, it, it's, I guess what I would hate about it and what I don't know is how much GMs and coaches put on some of the situations. Um, because I, I sit here and read, well, if this guy jumps well or runs well, I'm like, I, are you haven't, – haven't we learned – Especially you Jet fans, mm. and this is this is not not to rip Zach Wilson. This is to rip those that put something on this shit. I, I think it was it was his pro day, right when he rolled left in shorts and a yeah. t-shirt and made this long pass. Down it was field. a beautiful throw. It was, it was a, a dart. Yeah, and, and, and Twitter one. exploded, exploded, and, and I had to chime in. I said, "What are we doing?" Mm. I mean, this guy with no pass rush, with no pads on, rolled left and threw the ball down the field. Oh, but only a few quarterbacks can do that. Well, in shorts and the T-shirt, I think more than a few could probably do that. And what the hell does that have to do with anything? Anything. I mean, I love Dan Campbell even more than I loved him before with his comments. And I've said this all the time as well. The most important thing at the Combine is the meetings. When you get to sit down and actually look a kid in the eye and talk to him for a little bit. And don't get me wrong. They have these places where the players work out before they come to the Combine. And one of the things they do is they do media training at this. And they they teach the kids, A, how to talk to the media, and B, how to answer the coach's questions in the meetings. But still, in my eyes, you can sit there across from somebody, look at him, ask him questions, and get a feel for the guy. And I, I don't give a shit about the 40. I don't give a shit about the hijack. I don't care. I don't care. It To me, it's a waste of time of wasting your time, a player's time, preparing for these drills that they'll never do again in their lives instead of preparing for actual football. You know, as Dan Campbell said, I got plenty of tape where I could break down a player and what he does. I like meeting with them, and and I agree with that 1,000%. Every time a big man runs a 40, we get wowed. And, and I get it. When Jordan Davis ran the 4.8 at 340 pounds, that's a very cool thing. Anytime an O-lineman or a D-lineman are running 40s, especially O-lineman, I hold my breath that they don't pull a hammy because there is no need for an offensive lineman to be timed in a 40-yard dash. Get him, Time him in a 10. 20 at the most, but mainly at 10. What's his get off? How quick does he get 10 yards when he's pulling or whatever, getting downfield? That's it. 40 yards. I'm cringing and playing, saying, please, God, don't pull a hamstring and set you back because somebody wanted to get your 40 time as a 330 pound offensive lineman. I told you guys he doesn't like it. He despises oh. this thing, but I do love, I do love a new combine thing. What'd you run in the 10? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And to me, to me for an I ran a one, two, 10. Yeah. For an edge rusher, for an old lineman, that's what I want to see. How quick are you getting right. off the ball and getting that first, that first 10 yards? And don't get me wrong. I watch it. I watch every minute of the combine on NFL network. So I sit there huh. and watch them do all these things just because I like to see them out there moving. But but, I mean, it's Anthony Richardson, right? I mean, everyone's saying, oh, my God, the quarterback from Florida, 6'4", 2'4". And that's the one thing about the quarterbacks, Sands, Bryce Young. These guys, all the top ones are good size, 6'3", 6'4", guys. And it's Anthony Richardson. Well, you know, his issue was uh, was completion percentage, so he's got to make sure all, all his throws are on point. They're on air, for God's sake. They're on air and nobody's rushing him, okay? He, he, he better throw it to the receiver and hit him, okay? I mean, my God. I mean, I, I just I don't understand this. I really, really don't. Uh, Billy, Mike should be a scout for an NFL team. It sounds think? like it. Like, what I got yeah. out of that, what I got out of that was you knew Zach Wilson was going to be a bust, and you want your flowers. And yeah. then we were thinking maybe you should be a scout for a team because you see things that we don't. I would love, mm -hmm. Billy. I would love to be a scout. Really? Um, oh yeah, I, I would. It's something I would because you know I told the story of of Bud Carson, the late great Bud Carson, asking me to go on his staff after I retired and and start into coaching. And I said, Bud man, I love you. I love coaches, but you guys are there before I get there. You're there after I leave. 
You know, you look at any coach's Wikipedia, all the stops they made. My kids were young. I didn't want to get into that kind of lifestyle. Um, like now I would love to coach because, you know, oh. the kids are grown, but I'd love to be a scout. I love going and watching film and film and film and watching someone play football again, not not do a long jump or run around a cone or something. I like watching them play football, what their instincts are. What are they doing in the fourth quarter when they're a little tired? What are they doing in the fourth quarter when they're up big or down big? How are they still playing? How do they use their hands? How do they step? I love all that stuff. So, yeah. I would love being a scout and I'd love being a scout for Detroit <laughs> because oh. Dan Campbell shares exactly okay. the, the, the the same thought process Crazy. that that I have said for years is interviews are the best part about this uh and let me break down tape. This is great. I mean cuz I was thinking uh, amazing. How, how do we yeah. turn you into the next Jeff Saturday where you just kind of skip the line of all the people that <laughs> paid their dues and put you on a staff, right? We could do this. I, yeah. well, I was thinking what the what's the team? We know it's not the Eagles cuz they hate you. They've made that very clear to us by not getting anyone for you on yep. the show. No, but they, they hate yeah. you guys more no. than they love me. No, what it is. it's debatable. I don't think so. Yeah, it's I debatable. Know. I don't think so. We had Jalen I mean, Hurts. Andy Reid like, seems to yeah. be just fine with us. Yeah. They acted mm -hmm. really nice to me at the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's the trick. The that's their okay. trick. Mm -hmm. That's the what game they game. do, those Eagles. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And yeah the choke. Super Bowl they lost, right? Yeah, yeah. choking the big one. Exactly right. Yeah. But we put you in Detroit as a scout. Campbell eventually gets fired. Then you become the HC there. You're the head coach. And you hire me, Billy Mikey A, How about as part that? of your staff. I mean, I do like that. Yes. Could you imagine? Um, I'm going to hire. I got defensive uh, backs. Stugat, Mikey A, and Billy as my as my analytics guys. I'll be an ambassador <laughs> for fun or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> we I'll call that. Like you look more like an analytics guy, though, Bill. Billy, the, Billy, there's actually in college. I look like a head coach now. What the players would call it in college <laughs> when they, as a team, had to go do something as a team, they called it forced fun. There you go. Uh, because Forced coaches fun. coaches didn't want players to be on their own, so they would take them all like bowling or to a movie. So they all knew where they were, and they weren't out all of doing course. things on their own. It was called yeah, it was called force fun. What was the best? Keep them contained, worst, Mike. Yeah. yeah. What, what's <laughs> the the best and worst forced fun that you're aware of or you experienced? So one of the best ones was when Jerry Faust was with uh, at Notre Dame. You know, we go to a movie the night before the game. And we went to an actual, we went to, a, to go to a theater. They'd rent out the theater. And for one week and one week only, because they learned what a horrible mistake this was, they let us get whatever and how much ever oh, we wanted <laughs> in the food line. So you, everybody's been to a movie. You see the big boxes of candy, the hot dogs, everything. The amount of food and candy that 80 guys whatever it was that that was the travel squad that 80 guys got they did that for one week and they said after that okay we're going to go to the movie but here we're giving you all just like one box of popcorn or whatever we took so they gave much, you an allowance oh yeah we took so much food and candy from them it was unbelievable i mean oh my god that was that was the best and it was short-lived it was one week because we could not believe that they were letting they were letting us do that uh golik you should try to be a coach i think you pursue your dream man the kids are out of the house let's go well yeah. i mean again i don't know if it's a a dream i think i could be a pretty good coach it would be a, a easier to do now once the kids are out of the house but you know that that that's a, I I do think I could do it, but I, I don't think any opportunities are going to come along for me to do it. So I don't like that. Let's see. Like that defeated. No, it, it has been interesting. We did see Brian Greasy get hired out of the booth. You know, uh, yep. obviously Jeff Saturday, and he's a quarterback coach for the for the Forty ers Jeff Saturday that had a lot to do with his relationship with Ursay, and he was in the advisory board there and stuff. I'm on nobody's advisory board except okay. for USA Football, which means maybe they'll make me the head coach of a little league team. Okay, let's. I think Ooh. this is what I think we should do. It's a good idea. Stugatz yeah. is on board here with my. Well, I haven't said it yet. See if Stugatz and Mike are on board. I appreciate this. I read your minds. <laughs> okay. I did. I think yeah. Mike that That's how long we've been working together, man, yeah. Bill. Finish I mean, each other sentence. I'm with you. I think the three of us, Mike, should conduct a mock interview to see how you would do in the interview process for becoming a coach. Now, if you wouldn't mind, uh, before we get started, just so we have background as the interviewers, what position would you like to be interviewing for? 
Well, um, uh, I, I thought it was going to be for head coach. Uh, okay, not, that's fine. That's uh, fine. That's, no, that's why, good. Why not go good. the whole nine yards? Exactly. And go go yeah. head coach. Go right? big. Exactly. Just cut the whole line like Saturday did. Exactly mm -hmm. right. That's right. Because yep. I, I mm -hmm. have a philosophy mm -hmm. for what I would be and what I would do as a head coach. Hmm. Uh, well, let's start there. Yeah, well, hold on a second. So you yeah. walk in, you sit down, yeah. and then we say something because we have to kind of test. We have to test you and see if you're in it. We have to say something like, welcome, Mark. So glad that you're here. So glad Thanks, that you Mike. accepted our, our interview to come on as, you know, yeah. be our next well, we're head testing coach. You, Mike, exactly. You know? That's just yeah. trying to see, are you going to roll with it? Is it going to shake my you? Name, so My name's Mike, you f Oh well, that's now Mark. We're off to the. We're off on you're, the wrong. You're probably point, not going to get mean? the job, yeah. Mike. I mean, seriously. I mean, people yeah. get names wrong. I mean, all right, all right, all right, Bobby. If you, all right, Bobby. If you don't, you know, you don't want to get the name well, right. I mean, hmm. you know <laughs> off to a bad start. You know what I mean? Right, Biff. Yeah. So you're here to be our head coach. What you're you not supposed to lash table? out yeah. at the GM, yeah. the guy exactly. interviewing you, Mike. He's your boss. I'm just giving you how what my attitude would be. I'd be. I'm. I'm. I'm aggressive. I'm, I want to go after it. I, I gotta, I'm not going to lie. I kind of like it. Kind of okay. a bit of a turn on as a head coach. I want an aggressive go. coach. You know what I mean? There you I go. want someone who will mm -hmm. kind of like get back at me. You know, not someone that's yeah. going to take it laying down. So, yeah, yeah, there you go. So, what, do you, mm -hmm. what are you going to bring to this organization? Well, I think what I'm going to bring to this organization is I'm going to surround myself with what I feel is the best staff out there, starting oh. with the coordinators, right? Okay. Because right. that's. As a head coach, I'm not going to be – as I was a defensive guy, I'm not calling defensive plays. You know, I wasn't an offensive guy, so I'm certainly not calling offensive plays. So I'm going to find the best coordinators out there to handle their business. They run that side of the ball. I am going to be more like the CEO. I'm going to oversee everything. I'm going mm -hmm. to know every player and what they're, what they're doing uh, on the field uh, in relation right. to the system that we put in. And I also, obviously, you know, I'm looking at attitude, uh, looking at all those things that a I think a CEO needs to be an overseer. That's what I would be. I would be the overseer. I have no problem delegating to my coordinators and then down the coordinators underneath them of who they think will get the job done. I have no problem doing that. I will delegate and I will oversee the entire operation, not only from 30,000 feet, but from three feet as well. Wow. So I, I'll have the ability to do that because I'm not involved. I'll be involved, obviously, in offense and defense, oh. but they are running the show. And the best thing about right. all this, Biff, is the fact that if it fails, I just blame my coordinators and I fire them. Well, I don't know oh, if I like that's that. what we're looking no, but, for. Yeah, but I do yeah, like that, I, Billy. Yeah. I do like that. But we like our coaches to get their hands dirty, exactly. be more involved. They're just mm -hmm. kind of overseeing. I know the yeah. philosophy, surround yourself with good yeah. people. I get so, all that. Let them do their job. But no, you're yeah. the head coach, okay? You're our so, head coach. You so, know? again, you know, not to, you know, say I've kind of answered that. Well, uh, I said I'd like to see it at 30,000 feet. Dassing you. And from three feet. Three feet means right. I'm right there in the action. I'm nose yeah. to nose with the players. So I'm right there Ooh, with them. Yeah. I'm hand in the dirt, something uh, that used to would know from me that I am a hand in the dirt yes. guy. Mm -hmm. And that will continue. Mm -hmm. But I will have the ability to do that in all phases of the game, offense, defense, and special team. So give me like an example Ooh. of a 30,000 foot situation, a 17,000 foot situation, a 500 foot situation, and a three foot situation. So to me, there's only two. There's thirty thousand. There's an oh. overview of everybody. That's it. The 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 general overview of what I see as this team, and then there's the three foot uh, of what I see up close and personal. And the one thing I will always do, I will you always skip leave seventeen thousand. Yeah. That's exactly right. I'll skip that and I'll skip right. you know uh, the, the, the five thousand as well. Just get right down to the playing field. Huh? Uh, right down onto the field, nose to nose with the players. And I will always at least start out by letting them run the locker room. It's their show. It's their locker room. Hmm. I'm not going to get involved uh, unless I have to. That's where I'm going to rely on my leaders. Leaders, so a head coach needs to have a team buy into what the head coach is selling. And for the team to buy in, that means the leaders of the team need to buy into what the head coach is selling. And then the leaders of the team spread that down to the rest of the team. Hmm. Yeah. Well, 
as the face of our franchise, one of your main things is going to be dealing with the media. And yeah. I'm curious as to your philosophy in dealing with the media, mainly when it comes to giving us all the credit when we do well and taking all the blame when we do poorly. Screw those assholes. I hate oh, the media. So, wow. I, you know, I don't care about them at all. <laughs> so, Mike. No, uh, I, I will deal with the media, but I will, I will, will, what I will always do is I will always give the message that I want to give. You can ask me whatever you want, but I'm going to give the message that I want to give. Because you know what? I don't owe you media people anything. How about that? How about that? Mm -hmm. I like this. I like the messaging that you were talking about. One thing uh, that's going to be very important to us as a team, as an organization, knowing that, you know, you may not be the most accountable person throwing your other coaches under the under the bus. So we don't know exactly how successful this is going to be from the start. What would your team mantra be? Because we're kind of thinking dollars and cents here. What can we put on shirts? How do we sell this? How do we monetize you as a head coach? We saw last year Dan Campbell had grit. Grit was on everything. It was on the wall. It was on the hats. It was on the shirt. It was. We made a killing off of grit. So what would yours be? Balls to the wall. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love yeah. it. Not pork grimes, huh? Right. No, no, not pork grimes. Just have a shirt with a hanging set of balls against the wall. Wow. There you go. Okay. Mm. Not diabetes, though. No. <laughs> well, not unless they're paying. They could be a sponsor. You know, we could we could put their we could put their patch on our practice jerseys. <laughs> uh, Mike, here's an important question. Yeah. We are very big on sideline decor, on what you're wearing. Yes. Uh, if you're a head coach, look like a head coach. I don't like mm. these coaches. You know, wearing sweatpants and sweatshirts and, wow. you know, perhaps put a suit on like Gene Stallings used to do. What is your philosophy in terms of, hey, I'm the boss and I'm going to look like the boss, Pat Riley? You know, I will I will never wear a coat and tie on the sidelines. Wow. Um, what I what I will wear is I'll wear a pair of slacks hmm. and a quarter. Right. That's about as dress up as I'm, that. That's in the colder weather and maybe a jacket on in the warmer weather. I'll have, you know, a nice right. snug fitting polo. I'll make sure my workout routine, you know, like a Dan Campbell fits the polo that I'm going to wear. Hmm. But it'll be slacks in a hmm. polo or slacks in a quarter zip. That's it. Hmm. Hmm. How do you feel about that, Bill? I I'm mean... not sure if this is a good fit, to be honest. What what kind of footwear are we thinking? Because <laughs> Dan ask... Campbell in cold weather, he would he would go shirtless. I shirtless, prefer you do yeah. that. You know? See, now I did yeah. that in my in my playing career and realized looking back, these are things you learn over time of how stupid that was. Because hmm. you know what I was? I was cold. Yeah. Um, and so, and, it, and you know, you know what it didn't make me? It didn't make me any tougher. Okay. It did not make me any tougher at all. And I doubt there was one player that I was playing across from that said, Oh God, I have my hands full today. Golick doesn't have a long sleeve shirt on and it's five degrees out. I'm sure that <laughs> I'm in for it today. Yeah. yeah, but when Reggie came out. <laughs> well, yeah, then it was like, oh, my God. See, here's where I fit in as good head coach. Reggie could have a fur coat. They'd be like, oh, my God. That's exactly right. <laughs> do, do, do you know the yeah. sigh of relief? Think of this. When I was on the field in Philadelphia when, with Reggie, Reggie White, Clyde Simmons, Jerome Brown, and myself as the front four. Imagine the roulette winner every time on the offensive line when we lined up, who got me? Who got right? you? Who got me? <laughs> and, and the sigh of relief when they went off, oh, thank God. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the winner of this play. But this is another reason that I think I could be a successful head coach is I think most head coaches are guys that were average players who had to study a lot and and know the the whole game as opposed to the superstars. We've had this conversation numerous times. Name me the superstar coach in any sport that becomes a phenomenal or, or superstar player that becomes a phenomenal head coach. Now there are some, don't get me wrong, uh, but a lot of a lot of them never even played the game, let alone were an average player, let alone a great player. So I could fit right into that average player slot mm. that had to know the whole game that understands the entire game. I feel like we've gotten a little bit derailed from our job interview here or just telling old, you know, war stories. Yeah. You know well, I mean? let me finish by this. If we're not talking 10 mil a year, I'm not I'm not coming. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> you're not going to wear a suit. You don't want 10 mil a year. You, you want to put testicles it? on everything? What are we Let doing? Let me ask you a question. Sounds like it's all about <laughs> your coordinators. Here's the exactly. thing. Here's the thing. 
if uh, the testicles on the shirt sell, you're going to love me for it, right? Yeah. And True. does it matter True. at all what I wear, i.e. Bill Belichick? How many rings does he have on his, on his finger and mm-hmm. on his Bill fingers? And, and what does he wear? So yeah. I think you're all a little ca- too caught up in the aesthetic. So mm-hmm. maybe, maybe I don't want to be a head coach on your team. Okay. How about how about that? Mm. Well, mm. the old how many without Brady? Sell though. you, huh? That's the question, uh, really. Uh-huh. The old make us sell you. Mm-hmm. So right when this interview is over, how long does it take you to call my agent and say we want that guy? Five minutes. <laughs> did you guys? Did you guys hear the Gronk story about his interview or, or his uh, his meeting in New England before the draft? So he went and he decided. He told this story recently that he went. Um, and he he was partying the night before and he was just so tired of the process. And before he went to the Patriots, he just decided, like, I don't care anymore. They're either going to draft me or they're not. So he went in there. He had a bad interview. They were showing him plays, like asking him, like, to break down the plays and the all this stuff. And he, he was telling the coach, they were asking him a question. He goes, just throw me the ball. Like, just throw me the ball. This doesn't matter. Then they put him upstairs before he was going to do another interview with another coach. And he fell asleep on the floor. He just passed out. And Belichick or someone else came in and found him sleeping on the floor because he was partying from the night before. And then he left. And he goes, they're either going to draft me or I'm never going to hear from them again. And then Belichick even has told the story. He's like, it wasn't the best first impression we got of Gronk. But, but he they was just drafted him, right? <laughs> Exactly right. It didn't matter. But look at that guy uh-huh. i feel like that's the strategy that you're employing here you're like you know what mike would encourage them to be hung over on the floor yes i would i'd respect that that's exactly right i respect that Stu here for my friends over at miller light a lot's changed over the years one thing that hasn't the great taste of miller light Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice-cold Miller Lights. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Oh my gosh. Folks, gather around. Everyone gather around. Listen to these words. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers, listen to me. You bet just five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Mike, going back to uh, the the combine and the defensive linemen, and I understand what you're saying. They're never going to run further than 10 yards, but I feel like that's changed a little bit. Like, Billy and I marveled all year at Christian Wilkins and the Dolphins, who would track people down 20 yards down the field. I mean, so, it's crazy. So the, the D linemen, and, and this, that was more for old linemen. D linemen, I can understand, because we did a drill every okay. day in practice called a pursuit drill. So we'd line up in defense and there would be wide receivers lined up wide and the coach would just take the ball and throw it out wide and the guy would sprint down the sideline and we would have to take a pursuit angle, the correct pursuit angle to make the play. And we would easily be running 30, 40, 50 yards. So for D linemen, it's a little different. Yeah, you're going to have to take off and run 
uh, because you never know when a guy has to slow down or how many times you see a D lineman take off. You know he's not going to catch the guy in a dead sprint, but if the guy's got to stop and redirect because of the trash in front of him, you have a chance to catch him. So it is definitely more important on the defensive side of the ball. I, I do understand that. Uh, I think Mike Tannenbaum is making some good points. Now, he stole my take, okay, because I've been saying it for years, and I said it on your show, your morning show, uh, Mike and Mike, many years ago at ESPN. Take a quarterback every year until you get that position right because it's the most important position in sports. Right. Bears have the number one pick. Most people right. feel like Justin Fields is going to be very, very good. But Tannenbaum is saying, hey, I'm not saying Justin Fields isn't good. I'm saying Bryce Young is going to be historically good, and it's worth taking him if you're number one, if you have the number one pick. That's just Tannenbaum's opinion. Right. I happen in thinking about it and hearing it through, if one of those guys, if it's your job to select the players for a particular team, and you feel like Justin Fields is going to be good, very good, but not at all time great, and there's a guy sitting there at number one, that you are convinced is going to be an all-timer, Mike, what do you do? Because Tannenbaum's saying, hey, take Bryce Young. It's a great question. I completely disagree with him. Uh, I don't don't look at Bryce Young as, oh, my God, this all-timer. We look at number one draft pick quarterbacks over the years. It's a 50-50 shot. But that being said, I remember when Ryan Tannehill went, I think it was number seven to the Dolphins in in his year. And we were all like, Mm kind of, what what the hell? And even a Daniel Jones. You know, going, what, what, what do you go, number six to the Giants? Yeah, a lot and of people I, were surprised by that. Yeah. And I remember Ron Jaworski saying, and, and and I agree with this, he says the only thing that matters is that team's grade of the quarterback. And if you feel, and if those teams felt Ryan Tannehill at the time, Daniel Jones at the time, was going to be their quarterback for the next 10 to 15 years, then you absolutely did the right thing. And then time will tell if you were right or wrong. But that's what you do. And and I'll say this. I I would agree to the point that if you think if the Bears grade on any of the quarterbacks, but let's just say Bryce Young is this guy, we have him graded out by far the highest. We think he's going to be a can't-miss prospect. And we like what we have in Justin Fields, but we think this guy is going to be so much better. Then we're going to take him. Then we're going to do it. But it just comes down to that one team. Look at what the, the Cardinals did after taking, what, Josh Rosen 10, and then the next year they take yep. Kyler Murray number one. So that was a perfect example of, well, Josh Rosen isn't really working out. After one year, they could kind of tell that. Again, they see him in practice a lot more than we do, and we feel this guy's a can't miss. Now, I don't think they're going to be right about that. Kyler Murray got his money, but still question marks out on his long term, in my opinion. So you're, you're right, those two. It comes down to if you think Bryce Young is so far above everybody else and ahead of what you think Justin Fields has done, then that's what you do. I don't happen to agree with that. I have said all along they should stay with Justin Fields and build around him. I think he took monster steps, uh, especially running the ball. Hell, he never had time to pass it (laughs) because he was getting killed. Uh, And I think his throwing can improve. We learned that from Josh Allen. What was the biggest hang-up of Josh Allen coming in? His accuracy. Now everybody's talking about Anthony Richardson with that. And that's one of the hardest things to improve upon. Eli Manning came in with accuracy issues. I think he was in the high 50% coming out of Ole Miss. And that's a hard one of the hard things to improve upon, but Josh Allen did. I think Justin Fields can, as well as his ability to escape and make huge plays down the field. I would keep Justin Fields. I would sell that that number one pick, grab assets for it, and see what you can do. Again, it's easy to say sell the number one pick, trade it away, uh, but you got to have a dancing partner to do that with. Well, I mean, they will because someone else is going to think Bryce Young is also going to be a historical. And, and, and that's what it comes down to. Great, or Will Levis, Mike. Yeah, Brad. because that that's to your point, and that, that's the point here is last year there weren't a lot of quarterbacks in the top, right? This year, you got Levis, you got Young, you got Stroud, you got Richardson. Okay, those are basically the four. Hendon Hooker, it's a shame he blew his knee out because I think he would be in the yeah. conversation uh, as well, but he's going to have to sit for a little bit. So it's what is your grade? If your grades are close, then you don't have to trade up. If you know that team in front of you will take that guy, you're like, okay, we have the next guy and we have the grade about the same. So we're cool. Your grade difference has to be pretty good for you to make that jump 
over Houston at number two, who is definitely going to take the quarterback. If you feel they're going to take the top quarterback that you have, who's far and away better than everybody else in your mind, then you got to make the jump. You got to make the jump to get that guy. Uh, Mikey, you would love Justin Fields, right? Like, <laughs> oh, in a second, yeah. Yes. Why not? But as I said, every Jet fan out there, any quarterback you get is going to be better than what you had. What's you know, with all the quarterbacks we're talking about that that are that are out there. But uh, it, and, and now, every, now everybody's waiting for Bryce Young to step on a scale, right? How how heavy is he? Yes. He's five. He's five ten. He's probably a buck ninety. What will he weigh in at? Will he weigh in at one? Someone says I put the over under at one ninety five. If he's one ninety five, I'm okay. I'm like, so that's it, really? That that that's your number? I mean, if he's one ninety, <laughs> he's too small. But if he's one ninety five, he's fine. I mean, it, not one ninety four. Yeah, it's yeah, got to be yeah. one ninety five, Mike. Close my mind. Listen, the kid because can he can't play. gain weight. He's done forming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the kid can play. There is zero zero doubt He's about great. his ability yes. to play without question. The only question you're going to have with him, well, two is a when you're that short of getting seeing over the line and having passes batted down or throwing with a little more of a blind spot and where you're throwing to because the windows are so much tighter in the NFL. And then B is obviously his injury, you know, is is getting hit time and time and time again. So that those are those are concerns I understand. But man, the dude can play some ball. Uh, and, and we have seen smaller and smaller quarterbacks. Like I said, this year's a little different. He's the only really, really small one. All the other ones are really good-sized quarterbacks. Yeah. The reason I pose that question to Mikey A., Billy, is because we are so desperate for a quarterback. It's, It'd be great to see a team oh, throw away a guy that we would love to have for 20 years. This seems like torture being a Jets fan. You have somehow it's talked yourself into yeah. and out of Derek Carr, into and out of Aaron yeah. Rodgers. You just said that yeah. Justin Fields should be traded so that they can get uh, the number one draft pick as a quarterback. And now you're ready to take him on your team as a Jet for 20 years. Like, this is, it's just a lot. This is yeah. a lot for yeah. you guys. Being a Jet fan is a lot. Yeah. Well, the best part. Yeah. The best part is when you get none of these players because you wait too long. There is a musical chairs at quarterback, and who's left standing there? Usually it's someone wearing a Jets jersey. You're going to get caught yeah, with your hand shit. in the cookie jar yeah, waiting yeah. too long. It's a, it's a tough Billy, game. That's what, Billy, it's no. what I've been telling you for weeks no. now. We're just – Jet fans are just sitting around waiting to see – not if they're going to – it up how they're going to how they're going to well that's what you have in brain and and it's so tough because this is a good looking team yeah it's a good now they got they got some o-line issues they got to fix i love the defense you love where they're going to receiver Brees hall running back i like them a lot as well before he got hurt so you're like man if we get a veteran good quarterback let's see what kind of noise that uh that we can make so i think it's going to be interesting but i want to ask you guys you asked me about the combine because i was involved in it and played do you guys like watching the combine and think it 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 is good? I like watching football. So I like I've watched the combine, I'll watch it again. It's I understand what you're saying, and for the most part you're right. And that throw by Zach Wilson, uh, as great as it was, it's ridiculous to select a quarterback off a throw in t-shirts and shorts uh, with no one rushing him. I understand all that. I get it. But I, st- I love football, Mike. And so it's yeah. better than the XFL, I can tell you that much, the oh, combo. You know? Mike, have you watched any of that or no? I have, yes. Uh, listen, you will never get me to badmouth another football league mm. because – all the other sports have a way for you to get into or multiple ways for you to get into their top level. In the NFL, it's just college. That's it. So to have another league and have guys be a fair point, Mike. to continue yeah. to develop, because so basically you're saying as out of college, you get that one shot. And yeah. if you don't make it, you have nowhere to go except to wait to next year to maybe try again with no tape or no playing or no getting better at anything so i'll take any league any how mike played in the fxfl i mean they, they formed this league specifically to get guys on tape and he played in it because it was an opportunity to get on tape to have teams look at it so i will never badmouth another league mm. i always want guys to have an opportunity to play real football so that nfl teams could see it so maybe maybe they'll get a look 
So I'm 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 definitely all for that. I have a question for the group here because I just saw news that broke a little while ago. Not super important news. So Joe Montana's jersey yep. worn during the drive was just sold. Mm-hmm. It sounds like Mike may be familiar with this story, so it may not yep. be a good game to play with him. Yeah, he, he blew out the record of Tom Brady. Yes. All right, so only Stugatz doesn't know, it seems like. Stugatz, how much do you think that jersey should have gone for or went for? Went for. Went for. And you're saying it went, It was higher than any of Brady's Super the, the, Bowl jerseys? The, pre- the previous record was Brady's 2021 jersey. I won't tell you what that went for. We'll do it after. But, A, you can say, what do you think that Brady jersey went for? And then Montana's beat it. What do you think his went for? All right, so Montana's beat it. Um, I would say Brady's went for like $5 million, mm-hmm. And maybe Montana went for... Now, listen, Brady's got so many of them that that brings the value down. Montana only has four, so that brings his value up. Yeah. Because uh, they're they're scarce. Yes. Uh, I would say maybe seven and a half, eight million dollars for Montana. Mm-hmm. Wow. You think people? Uh, I think those days are over. I mean, you guys. If you want to pay seven million, yeah. I know where you can get a jersey. I'll broker the deal. Brady's record, Stu. <laughs> Bra- Bra- uh, Stu, the record was Tom Brady's. Tampa Bay Jersey, four hundred and eighty thousand dollars. <laughs> you had five million. Huh? That's it. I was slightly off. I think you buy Michael Jordan's house yeah. right now for nine million. Yeah. What am I I'll doing? Buy, you <laughs> added a zero. Montana's jersey. Montana's jersey went for one point two million. So Montana's wow. steal. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> but you go ahead. Yeah, and but they're rare, Mike. Yeah, you go ahead. <laughs> That's what a sucker I am. Right. That I could be at Jordan's true. house for the amount I wanted to pay for a jersey. I'm we're, such we're an the, idiot. We're at the bidding now. We're at four hundred and eighty. I hear four hundred and eighty thousand. Four hundred and eighty thousand. Nine million! Five million! <laughs> Five million from the asshole in the back. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, Mike. So would you would you be a head coach in a league like the XFL or is it like NFL or bust for you? No, I would probably do that. Just because I love football. I mean, yeah. just because and and I'd love I would love to see some of those guys that I was coaching get a chance and make it at the next level. That would be extremely satisfying to see. Mm-hmm. Um but Chris Billy, man, we see, should get Billy, we should try to see if we can get him as a head coach in Eckler's league. That player <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah, we got to do this. We have to do this. Yeah, it's a, it's like a there's, fan there, There's a fan league with a yeah, the fans kind of select the player. The Eckler's fans the players. Yeah, I know what that is. Yeah. 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 Right. Well, Eckler's a team owner, and perhaps we'll have you on together, and we'll you know try to negotiate a deal here where you're the head coach, Mike. How about that? I mean, yeah, that's what cool we do for me, friends. But, but yeah. I sure as hell ain't taking a pay cut from what I'm doing. So you oh, better, you well, better come I mean, correct. You, you know can't make any less than you're making this, on this project, Mike. Right now, right this second. Yeah. Yes, yes. That's right true. They can re- yes. He could really yes. improve on zero. So we're We good. can match it, yeah. Double that. Yeah. Nine million dollars. Yeah, I'll get his offer and then I'll come back. I said, hold on, I gotta check with Stu and the boys to see if they're gonna match this. I'll be your stalking pony, Mike. Oh man, I like I like this idea of Mike Golick coaching in the FCF. Is that what it is? The FCF? Yeah, let's find a team yes. for you. Yeah, can we try to uh, next week let's have Golick and Eckler on together, see if we can make this happen. Oh, like an actual okay. job audition. Yeah, yeah, I have to see. I have to actually, well, I have to actually see what, what what that league's about. I don't want to go into that, you know, interview well, unprepared. It's called paycheck's the, a paycheck, the fan choice league. So a lot of the the decisions are made right. via text, which is so, great. It's good for your thirty thousand feet strategy of management for sure. Yeah. All of a sudden, I look at my phone from Stu. Run the flea flicker. Yeah. Wow. So would you want to No, that you, Billy's right. You actually get to do it from 30,000 feet. Yeah, yeah. Would you want to would you want to coach the Glacier Boys, the Beasts, the Should Have Been Stars, the Zappers, the Kingpins, the Bored Apes, the Knights or the ADKI? So are all these games played mm. in one spot or do I get a choice of where I live? I think it's all in Las Vegas. Well, no, if I, I remember correctly. Yeah, I would imagine a league but Billy, like that, he has, all the teams are there. Yeah, they're in Vegas. That's where Eckler lives, and and you like Eckler would be a great owner. That's the guy you want to work for. Like that yeah, guy, he's got I, I his would, shit together, man. I'd be cool with that. And Vegas is an hour flight from Arizona, so 
That's cool. That would work for me. Well, the yeah. hard part, if All I right. remember correctly, in this league also is you have one keeper and every week you have a new team, except for the one keeper. I don't understand any of that. So I, I'd have to I'd have to brush up on the league a little bit. Ah, don't worry. Uh, Mikey A, I just want you to imagine a scenario since you know uh, Mike Golick and you produce uh, the Golick Family Podcast, sorry in advance, and you know Junior very well. Like, imagine if Junior or Jake made it to the NFL, okay? <laughs> but they were backups, and they came to Dad one day and said, Dad, I'll make it $4.5 million a year, but I want the kids to see me play. I'm going to the XFL. I'm taking a 98.5% pay cut, Dad. What do you think? Good? No. No. What do you think his no, reaction you, is? That was a bad, I think, setup. I, bad setup. I think you should do whatever makes you happy, you f***ing idiot. No, 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 no. Poor no, 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 no. You, you completely, I don't know how after all these years of doing it, Stugatz, you completely botched the setup. The way that question should have been is, so Mike Golick wanted to play so that Sydney could watch him play football growing up. But okay. he told Better. Sydney, Sydney, I'm turning down 98% of my income so that you could watch. No, he told his football. wife, Christine. <laughs> so here's where you need to know my family. My daughter, Sydney, even if she was like four at the time, would yeah. would would slap me in the face because she understands she understood the value of money at four and, and the value of spending my money uh at she four. knew the value of your money at four yeah, she knew the value and at 28 and married at, at 28 and married she still knows the value of my money uh so yeah she would never have let me make that move without quite but honey don't you want to and see you're... me play dad i want to see the paycheck yeah what if you went to your wife and said, hey, honey, I'm not playing that much. Uh, I want the kids to see me play before it's all said and done. What is Christine's response to that? <laughs> she would probably say in a tone of it's your choice. You do what you want to do, but said in a way of don't even f think about it. Wow. <laughs> Whatever makes you happy, you f idiot. Yeah, exactly. Wow. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of along those lines, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. I want to ask you a serious question, Mike, before we get okay. out of here. All right. uh, if you're the Dolphins, with everything swirling around Tua, um, we're literally, Mike, the next hit could be his last hit, okay? Yep. Uh, and you're, much like the Jets, you're one of those teams that you seem to have everything. You just have some uncertainty of the quarterback. It's a little, a little bit different than the Jets, where they know when Tua plays, Tua's very, very good. The Jets don't know that about Zach Wilson. But the rest of the team is very good. And there are a lot of free agent quarterbacks out there, and it's a quarterback-rich draft. Uh, what do you do? Mike, that'd be hard for me to move forward long-term with a guy who's a hit away, a concussion away from maybe never playing the game again. So well, what do you do if you're the Dolphins? They should be kicking the tires on some of these quarterbacks, no? So so the, the, the first thing that I do is I don't draft and start over. You've got a team ready to go now. You got a team. Yes. They're building very well there. So you have a team ready to win now. So and a city that players would love to be in. I mean, yeah. you do, you do. Yeah, yeah. Even even though when I was there, there was a lot of apathy, and I wasn't overly impressed. Uh, that that's just me. Okay. That's a lot of years ago. I, I, I'm not saying. I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying there aren't better cities. No state tax. That kind of helps. And right, all right. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Sun yes, yes, Beach. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um. It's it tough. would seem to me one, it, it it is tough because listen, when he was on, he, how, how many how many weeks in the season was he the highest rated quarterback in the league? I mean, he was he, he was great when he played. He was yes. great, and so yeah. now you, you that, that's what you're banking on. I get it, and with all the the news that's around it, he gets stung once in the head. I mean, they're going to look like the biggest villains in the world whenever he gets cleared to go back. You know, to, to say he can yeah. go back and play again. And I don't know where Tua's head is at. It seems like this guy just wants to go play, and that's what he's going to do. But, man, with this year of, of the musical chairs of quarterback, I think you kind of have to think about it. I mean, you're you you're not going to give Tua a long-term contract. There's no way you can do that. You and it's can't. a shame. You it's can't. a shame because he was earning one. There's no doubt he was earning one, but sometimes shit is just out of your hands. You know, and, and mm -hmm. in this case, it was. And maybe through the fault of doctors, it's out of his hands. Um, yep. So, Stu, that's probably, that, that's one of the better questions out there is, 
what do you do? Because I think a lot of people just think, oh, they'll just play him again next year and see if he does well and stays healthy, and then they can make him long-term. But what if he doesn't? Then you had, yeah. you had all these quarterbacks out here this year, you know, because, yep. I, again, I, I don't know what the quarterbacks look like next year. Plus, you don't want to do go through the draft when your team is ready to win right now. So it's got to be a veteran quarterback. So that's a tough one. That is a very you got Lamar very Jackson tough one. from South. You got Lamar Jackson from South Florida. You got Garoppolo, who's got ties to McDaniel. You have Aaron Rodgers, who has ties to McDaniel. Uh, and that's the team that scares me, Mikey A. I'm telling you, it's the Dolphins swooping in at the last minute here uh, because South Beach, Sunshine. That man has lived. He didn't need to buy four nights of darkness. He's lived in the darkness for 18 years in Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, that's the yeah. team that scares me is the Dolphins. Yeah. And, and, and again, to get a Rodgers and or Lamar Jackson, you got to give up assets. To get a Lamar Jackson, you not only have to give up assets, like two, if they make them a non exclusive, two number ones, and then you got to do a deal. And then we're back to where right. we started. Are you giving him the fully fully guaranteed deal? And with Rodgers, you know he comes with a high price tag, and you have to get up assets to trade for him as well. That would really say we are all in. We are all in that we can give up these assets and bring in a Lamar would obviously be the better deal, uh, even though it's going to cost you assets, more assets than if you got Rodgers, and more money, you get him for a lot longer then you're going to get Aaron Rodgers. So imagine Lamar Jackson with with Tyreek Hill, with Waddle, with what they're building down there. That would be a scary, scary group. And that would be a clear sign by Miami that says, yes, we are all in with what we have to give up and pay to get this guy. And Stu inexplicably left. Hmm. Oh, that was quick. Listen, maybe sometimes he, he doesn't like your answers. Like sometimes you don't like your answer. Yeah, well, that happens. Outrage. That happens. Just didn't want to hear it. Outrage. Walked away. It's amazing. Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold Miller Lite. So we have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.